0: Welcome to the Get Offset.
1: Sa- ha, <laughs> you did it this time.
0: <laughs> um, welcome to awesome. the Get Offset podcast. My name is Andrew,
1: and my name is Emily, <laughs> and I'm not the one who misspoke this time. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Well, yeah. It, it's probably overdue for me to to do the same.
1: Red leather, yellow leather.
0: I'm not gonna bother trying.
1: Gotta stretch the mouth muscles.
0: No, um, um, that means I have to talk to people. That's hard.
1: Yeah, hey, you gotta talk to yourself in a mirror.
0: Um,
1: no, I
0: don't. Hey. now. Mm. no. <laughs> I won't talk about that. Um
1: wow. Anyways,
0: no, I something funny that happened at work the other day, but it's probably not best to talk about in the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: don't do that. That's fine.
0: Uh, yeah, no, we haven't recorded in a little bit. I think we recorded a couple the last couple of episodes in short succession from each other just based on, uh, on schedule. So we had Labor Day weekend off, which is great. And then it's been a minute. So it's like sitting down in this chair, I'm like, wow, this is different.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had two live shows since we last recorded. You've had two
0: live shows. It's rained.
1: It's rained. It's It's fall (laughs) now. It's like, it feels like we've had weather.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I'm holding my breath, uh, because, Four. well, cause we've had fire season well into September the last couple of mm, years.
1: Yeah. I feel like we kind of like, we had some like stupid hot days, but I feel like we got out relatively easy. We had
0: like a week, like a month ago that was like really smoky, but
1: yeah, it wasn't it was ideal
0: by far. Nothing compared to the last couple three years of smoke weeks. No. So I'm waiting to see mm-hmm. if we're going to get that back again. By the end of the month before I go pull the AC unit. So I think because if it if we hit smoke season, even if it's 70 degrees outside, I need to shut the windows and run the AC. Right. Instead of uh, just breathing that all in. Well, yeah, it's bad. Like I'm gonna...
1: uh, a lot of people can't relate. Like if, if you're not like if you don't know what it's like to have like unbreathable air, then you don't know what it's like to have unbreathable air. Right. It is. Um...
0: Uh, it just falls in the category of like if I'm going to be putting ash on my lungs, it better have nicotine in it. Like at least I enjoy that.
1: Uh, but... <laughs> at least you get a high from it, you know. Right,
0: right. Like I don't <laughs> really smoke cigarettes anymore. At least anymore, there's something but...
1: you get. At least you get something from that, other than like general malaise and like a stomach ache
0: and sneezes. And like it's the sinuses eggs. for me that gets it real bad with the smoke.
1: Oh yeah, like, and then you like blow your nose, and it's like yeah, a dark it's like color. kind of,
0: it's like dirtyish brownish ashy gray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Ew, yeah. So no, I had two live shows, oh. and they were both great. Um, didn't get COVID at either of them. Uh, they were both nice. mask, mask required, vax or uh, negative COVID tests required. Both were quite well attended. Um, obviously not sellouts either of them. Uh, but you know, both felt like there was a lot of love in the room, so uh, that was great. One was a Sunday crush at Connor Byrne, and that was so much fun. Uh, and then the other one was my first ever bass gig with a, a new band called JERF. It's kind of nice. like rock Americana, really, really good songwriting. I've I had a lot of fun. I've never really played bass before. So it was like baby's first bass gig. I played direct with, um, I had my, uh, 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 oh boy. I, I didn't run through that. Uh, a ground control audio. There's Serpens uh, compressor boost optical compressor slash boost had that going into the mazette lower drive slash robert overdrive uh that uh went into the um gfi casus mono and that was my that was my board it was great loved it we got to play elvis costello's uh What's so funny about peace, love and understanding? And I mean, I love it when people and Jeff did a great job saying it, but <laughs> I love it when guys want to cover Elvis Costello, because I think that a lot of people who, who want to cover Elvis Costello forget that he's really quite a good singer with quite mm-hmm. a good range. So people try to get into the so forgetting that it's it's a pretty it's a pretty hard note to hit.
0: Right. Unless you're starting like real low. That's a lot of people's entire range.
1: Yeah, so when uh, the first rehearsal, we we practiced that song, and I remember Jeff was like singing it, and then he goes into the last one, and he's and he's like, w-. I think he just forgotten how high that note was, and he's like, oh. Yep. So he had clearly like rehearsed yep. it a lot, and we I thought we sounded great. There's some really fun video of that, and I think that's gonna get edited eventually, but not by nice. me. Nice, <laughs> because I ain't got time for that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was sounds good. like
0: life's been much more exciting for you than it's been for me.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I, uh, although I did almost kill a TikTok influencer the other week.
1: What? <laughs> like literally or like figuratively?
0: Sort of is the answer to that. So sort of literally,
1: a, sort of
2: figuratively.
0: There's a TikTok influencer that I follow on Instagram because I'm not cool enough to be on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And Um. Screw it! I'll name names. His name, it's, his name is Sidney Raz. He's got a great account. The whole premise of the account is things I learned in my thirties, uh, and it's just like so things I learned in my thirties, and he'll talk about something that's you know kind of life hacks or common sense or just stuff yeah. that twenty year olds are young and dumb about. And since you know I'm still in my twenties, but uh, you you, feel, you
1: can get a, you can get a head start on it. Yeah, it's smart.
0: I've I've got a kid already, so I pat. It's relevant information now. And anyways, so I've been following this account for a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to send him a tip uh, by, I'm going to try to reach out by posting it in my insert record a video of me doing it, post it to my Instagram and post it to my Instagram story and tag a minute. So I did that and no response didn't no no likes, nothing. I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then like the week after I did that, he was on his, uh, Instagram uh, I was watching his Instagram story. And he's like, Hey, qu- caution, am bloodboarding," And then he flips over and his fingers are bleeding. And he's like, I'm following a tip from a, uh, that I got from a, from a fan and, mm-hmm. uh, cut my finger, not once, but twice. <laughs> uh, but I think there's something here. And then he like showed in the background and what it is is, uh, something that I'll do sometimes is like a can like this is mm-hmm. all, open it with a can opener and then carefully just take the top off and you just get it like a full open glass situation and it's yeah. smooth on the inside. So you can't cut yourself unless you touch the actual rim like that you're pulling out. Oh.
2: So it's really neat. Cause
0: it's nice and smooth, but he cut himself he like trying to right. pull it out and he did it twice. And I was like that maybe I'm not the only one that sent it, but it's also tagged Spindrift, which is one of the companies he likes to tag a lot. And it was a grapefruit Spindrift. And he had two grapefruit spindrifts on the counter in the Instagram. So I was like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry." So I said you an apology. This man, I did. Oops. Um, uh, yeah. So that's my, uh, I guess, attempted murder quite by accident, remotely maiming via Be- work maiming. from home.
1: You tried to help, but you know, it's just it wasn't the it wasn't that the tip was bad or malicious. It's just like yeah. he did. Maybe you, did did you, did so you mention bad. the part about like how not to grab it?
0: No, but I always use a fork and I used a fork in my video.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe just the follow up, like, yeah, I forgot to mention why I used a fork.
0: So now you I haven't it? done it. Yeah. I haven't done it since. Cause now I'm scared. I'm gonna, I've been doing it for a while and I'm now I'm scared. I'm going to hurt myself. Well, yeah. Ruined it for myself too.
1: Oof, duh. You got a haircut uh, too. That's new.
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah some things changed at work and I, I started growing up my hair with this whole idea of uh, I'll, I'll cut it off when things are back to normal, which at the time seemed like it was going to be, you know, a couple months. It'll be kind of funny. Hi, Andrew Shaggy. And things was clearly not returned back to normal, normal, but I think this is the new normal for a while. I think we're going to be kind of in and out of whatever the state is that we're all experiencing for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with some, some of the bigger changes at work and I uh, need for me to look a little bit more professional. I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to accept that this is the new normal and kind of yeah. cut off all that emotional attachment I've put on my hair It's just part of my acceptance process, Yeah, which is a really strange way to deal with things, but yeah, whatever. It's been a weird year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can you don't have any it.
1: new pedals that you've like recently traded for perhaps?
0: I got a blender. I got a stereo blender.
1: Here, let me grab that. I thought you traded somebody for a, a delay pedal. No. Oh. Or is it somebody think- else who traded something for
0: Someone it? else did that trade, the T120. Oh,
1: okay. Because no, I was I, thinking, I, I'm like, I think I still see the pedal that...
0: Yeah, no. A friend of ours is trading a a, a FX T120 for a D1, and I mm. almost sprung for it. But I did. I, I hesitated and somebody else jumped on that train hmm. uh, before I did.
2: Oh, well.
0: uh, but I did get this. I don't, I don't think I had this under. since the last episode. But a stereo effects yeah. loop with a blend knob. Nice. Uh, I don't honestly have an idea of what I'm going to do with this.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: big thing for me is I had a, a mono version of this from, from the same brand. This one's mine, which is now out of business, uh, a while mm-hmm. ago. Sold it, regretted it, and... Oh.
1: And well,
0: now you have uh, it. I've got a stereo version, although the one I had before had a TRS out for expression control. This okay. one doesn't. Oh, well. Uh, and then the other thing I got... Oh, I did get pickups, which I need to quit. Um. So I- Ibanez is getting grinders in it. It's also why I'm wearing this shirt.
1: Uh, he just keeps wandering off the screen. For those who are listening and wondering why he keeps sounding distant, it's because he keeps walking around.
0: I'm just grabbing stuff, but... Um, Ta-da. I don't know if you can pick-ups. see this for a while. pickups. I, think I can see them. Uh, the cool Lambert thing about these, though, grinders. Where are the screws?
1: They must not be important.
0: <laughs> There's no screws. Uh, I got the... Uh, no pole
1: pull- pieces. No visible pole pieces. <clears throat>
0: well, yeah, but usually... so if. Cause you also have like this, the pole pieces in one end of the screws in the other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you do the covered humbucker, usually yeah. you don't see the pole pieces, but you see the screws and this one's just yeah. completely blank. Yeah. I think it's a cool look. It uh, is I'm a excited. Cool
1: look. I completely agree. I've thought about getting that, um, that look as well. I just never, never did.
0: No, I got them like a week ago and I got my bench set, like pulled out my stuff to, to swap out the pickups. And then a buddy of mine brought his guitar over and he had a, uh, uh, Silver tone strat knockoff that looked like it was mi- I, I guess, sometime in the last 20 years. Plywood body, the works, but he hadn't changed out the strings in several years. He's kind of newer <laughs> to guitar. Uh, I was like, all right, we're going to take a look at this. And so I took the strings off and cleaned off the frets and the fretboard and like had to take the razor blade to get all the, the finger oh, gunk off. Oh,
1: God. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Like the guitarist and Jerf, because I play bass, not guitar. He, uh, he gigged with his Les Paul, his Epi Les Paul, but uh, he usually rehearses with his Telecaster. And I was giving him some shit because there was so much finger cheese like on the yep. floor. He's like, but that's like well earned. I'm like, fret wear well. Like, like the wear yep. spots as well on the on the neck are well earned. Like, that's just finger <coughs> cheese. Like, I'm like, you should clean that. Like, yep. Like, that, that's that's kind of gross, dude. And, <laughs> and that was funny but man i, I forgot to tell like i wanted to talk about like so uh we show like our call times at the tractor tavern is five and i'm kind of like oh i've never like had them like actually sound check us on time but i'm like i'll get there at five they say we gotta be there yeah, five. yeah, yeah. Like, whatever i'll bring a book and i get there at five and yeah they're sure enough they're tra- checking us at five and everyone's there except the drummer and we're like where the fuck is the drummer oh we actually miss our sound check
0: No. Because the drummer
1: was getting a haircut. He had, I guess, slept through his original haircut appointment, decided he really needed a haircut. So, this will mean more to people who are in Seattle. The only haircut appointment he could get was in Capitol Hill, and the tractor trapper's in Ballard. And he obviously couldn't get from Capitol Hill at five o'clock to Ballard in time. And yeah, so we missed our sound check part spot. (laughs) <laughs> and then when it's our time to go on and we're line checking uh, I i have a point i'm like where's is, where's is the guitarist and then i see him in the crowd and i'm like motioning my husband I'm like go get the guitarist tell me he needs to be on stage i'm like what is happening oh my god it's a little frustrating but we played in, it was in
0: his defense last time i went to a show the drummer clearly hadn't had a haircut in a few weeks and uh Ruined the whole experience. I mean, I was just beside <gasps> myself.
1: I was like, man, just wear a hat. <laughs> That's what I did. That's what I did. That's what I usually do. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But can just I show look, you my what's new, though? because yeah. uh, Unless you want to say more about the drummer getting a haircut.
0: No, I mean, I, I could, but it'd really just be rehashing stereotypes that have now been reinforced and, uh, and just kind of being reminded that he just took us back. Like I was a a little, decade in drummer stereotypes okay. killing me.
1: I was a little grumpy at the sound guy because he, we were like, can we like do some sort of check? Maybe the other drummer was he was willing to stand in and like help us like get a couple of levels. And the sound guy was like, there's there's no point. And we're like, we kind of disagree, but okay. And I was like, I just at least want to make sure my DI setup kind of works and sounds good. And he did the whole, oh. like it's like Paul Rudd in old school. Oh. Or no, no, no! A wet hot American summer.
0: I don't know. Like,
1: <sighs> I just wanted to make sure the DI worked, and sure enough, we plug it in, and then I have to make some adjustments to the settings. So I felt a little bit vindicated about that. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Dude, I
1: just let me check my DI. If
0: it's a yeah. if it was a digital board that I knew well, I, I would have been tempted to. So we were running a different preset for each band. Put all the band members that were there for sound check on a single uh, uh, control group, and that way, when the drummer gets back later, you've got just one fader for the rest of the band to mix in with the drum set.
1: I mean, it was a digital board, yeah.
0: So that's what I would have done, but maybe the sound guy wasn't. There's a variety of like listen. There are rules.
1: There are rules. Mm -hmm. We did not abide by the rules. Yeah, get it. He he was under no obligation to true. coddle us, but at the same time, it never hurts to like be nice.
0: Did he at least buy him a beer for letting you test your guitar? No. <laughs> your <bass>? Aww.
1: No. <sighs> no. I want to show you what I got. All right. It's not the oil can delay. It's it's my white whale. It's my is my white whale of a jazz master. It's the Elvis Costello signature jazz master, which I could not afford when it came out, so I didn't buy it. And one just came up for sale in Seattle, so I jumped on it. And I have it. it smells so good. It's nitro that nitro smell.
0: Nitro does smell good.
1: I just I I saw it go up for sale from a guy named Lino. I immediately go upstairs and say, Rick, I'm buying it. And he's like, all right, okay. He's <laughs> like, I just want you to play it first. So I messaged Lena. I'm like, Rick wants me to play it first. And then it says, you want to just take it home for a couple days? I'm like, okay. Uh, and Lena, I'd actually bought from him the Day of the Sunday Crush show, uh, that <clears throat> non-functioning uh, oil can delay. I yeah, have yeah. a video up on uh, YouTube of me working on that and getting it semi-functional. And I'll have another one up uh, this week of me getting it mostly functional, but a uh, spoiler alert, I'm trading it back to Lino for partial with uh, for a little <laughs> bit more for partial credit toward this thing. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm like, I'm happy as a clam. Like uh, this, this, I wanted a lot more like this, like Elvis Costello uh, is my favorite. One of my favorites of all time. One of my favorite songwriters. Um, he, just is so meaningful to me he's the reason i really like offsets and jazz masters i've listened to my amish true so many times i've seen this guitar in so many pictures and obviously he, he refinished it so it's not like this walnut color anymore live but uh man i do love i do love this guitar and I, it's it's such it's such a nice guitar to play yeah well good yeah
0: it's super exciting
1: i'm happy about it so yeah, this is my this is my new thing. I'm sure people will be like, you are already getting rid of the oil candlelight. Eh? Like yeah, it's bulky. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, it's fine. You know, things it easy come, easy go. Yeah. It would have been a lot harder to get rid of if I'd had it for a long time. I. I got some really fun content with it. It was a really cool, fun learning experience. Rick and I had a lot of fun uh, last weekend opening it up and like learning a lot about it, watching videos and stuff. And, you know,
0: right. uh, It was a
1: great experience. And I sounds like, you uh, won. Yeah, I think so. So, Yeah.
0: Well, okay. uh, my other What's New is nowhere nearly as exciting, but still kind of exciting for me. I uh, got a new computer.
1: Yay! Uh,
0: and uh, this is actually the first time I've got it like, up and running, like as of like 20 minutes ago.
1: Wow! What but a risk uh, you took on that one!
0: <laughs> yeah, so if this like dies in the middle of the episode, I'm going to have some questions. But No! <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I, I I got it officially running yesterday. I've just been running updates and whatnot. This is the first time doing anything other than updates and uh, putting in hardware and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Anyways, uh yeah. So I had a, a friend of mine give me out of the graciousness of their heart a whole bunch of leftover PC parts and said, if you can supply like the three other things that you need, uh, you can have them. And so for a, how did aston- you find a
1: graphics card?
0: That was one of the things I was being given.
1: Whoa! It's not super new. Okay, but, but still
0: the the NVIDIA card that I've been running in my other machine, which is a HP compact desktop that's from 2011, which has been running for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely got the money's worth out of it. But uh, yeah, it's significantly better in terms of graphics capability. So I got the the GPU for that. So I got a GPU, a motherboard. 32 gig of RAM. Uh, I got a capture card, which I might need to do something with for content, uh, but Um, I haven't actually installed yet. Uh, So I had to supply a case, a CPU and a CPU cooler. And then I ended up ordering the case from Amazon. There was a mix up and I got it for like 85% off.
1: Oh, well done.
0: I got this sucker for all things considered like super cheap. So, Oh, I also got the power. He also gave me a power supply. So, like, I got That's most cool. of everything I needed. Oh, and the, and I also got a free SSD. Damn. So, I mean, I basically got given a free computer. So, I'm happy as a clam. And, uh, yeah. We're super both happy excited. as
1: clams. Damn, good for us. We're having a yeah. happy as clam kind of week, eh?
0: I'm going to get uh, Adobe Suite loaded on it. I'm going to get Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, which isn't even cool. the super graphics heavy. It just barely runs on my other machine, so I'm excited to be able to actually play that. It, nice. The resolutions it's supposed to be played at. Dude, so it's good so it's you. been a fun week.
1: Can I just and say it's speak- gratifying
0: to build it with my hands and like I don't
1: yeah, know. that feels good. I get that. I get that because I just uh, had kind of a similar sitch. But uh, can I just say speaking of Amazon, I got an Amazon delivery the other day. Mm -hmm. I'm like sitting here at work and I see just like the silhouette of a package being thrown over my fence. (laughs) And so I'm just like, I'm already getting kind of, I'm kind of frustrated because I'm like trying to do something else. So I get up and I kind of go outside and I'm just like, just for the record, I'm not like yelling like at the guy. I'm just like projecting so I can be heard. I'm like, Hey, did you just throw a package over my fence? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, well I just watched you do it. And he's like, it was really light. It was like a letter or something. I'm like, no, it wasn't a letter. And he's like, well, was it fragile? Is it broken? I'm like, well, I don't know if it's broken yet, but please, cause I just don't want things thrown over my fence. You know, I just don't like when my packages are thrown what if over someone my was fence.
0: Sit- you're just sitting there having a cup of coffee. I know. In the and
1: you're like, I'm like, it's just not, it's just, I'm like, it's just not right to throw people's packages over fences. It's like, well, is it broken? I'm like, I don't know yet. Because obviously I have like not even been he's like, Is that your package? I'm like, Yeah, it was my package in my house. And he's like, Well, if it's broken, you can file a complaint or something like that. And he just said that. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> you Although
0: get that, that does-
1: I'm like, Okay man. I was like, oh, Yeah, I mean great.
0: They're, I they're so overworked. So I'm know, so like I, I like
1: dude like dude, I feel for you, but like literally all he needed to do was say, Sorry. And I'm like just come on. Like I get it. Sorry, one. I'm in a rush yeah I sorry my it. bad yeah just say that just say that just but, just just say that just say sorry i'm really overworked i get that i'm just like man i've had so much stuff get thrown over that fence it's it's kind of a miracle that like she hasn't gotten broken but i'm waiting for it to happen actually like, Sweetwater has actually stopped uh Using FedEx. Like they have in, a note in my account to stop using FedEx. To nice. stuff because FedEx keeps hurling stuff over my fence. I so I just thought it was FedEx. I go out there <laughs> and I'm like oh. FedEx <laughs> Ah I know. Because oh. you know that guy like that guy was just like such swoosh. Right. <laughs>
0: this guy right. Was, this
1: guy was this guy Frisbee'd it.
0: There you go. Was, yeah. Going for the for the basket.
1: Yeah. It wasn't broken the thing, which is also amazing, because it actually was kind of fragile, but <laughs> Just because it's lightweight doesn't mean it's not fragile, dude.
0: That does remind me. I I've updated my theory for who t- who took a dump in my trash can a few weeks ago. And my new theory is I, I wonder if it was uh I have to wonder if it was like a delivery driver or something. Cause like our trash cans are tucked around oh. the side of the house. And what if they're like dropping off a package to my front door, they see that we don't have a ring camera? And uh or so they think. Ha ha. And just Do you? Uh, not a ring, but something. Yeah. Uh, I, I if I really wanted to, to check, I could probably do that, but I don't care enough. But I don't, I'm just that's, wondering...
1: that's an, I'll be honest, that's something I just don't think I'd want to see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let some things remain mysteries.
0: So <laughs> that's my new that's my new pet theory, and that makes me feel a little bit better about having to take care of it because I'm like, well, it's someone's really in a pinch. Um, pun intended. Then.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That was good. That's good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Why do people need me right now? Sorry. Why? Stop needing me. That's my advice to people today.
0: It's good advice. It's a Sunday. It's like. For the last day of the weekend, to like have some like self care and catch up and things to be successful for the week. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have a big video launching today, so if you're listening to this, check the YouTube out.
0: The YouTubes.
1: Yeah, I can't talk about it because we're premiering the podcast. So if you're watching, you'll be watching this in the future. If you're watching the premiere of this, I have a big video launching on Tuesday, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I think I think it. You know, you ever do you ever do some work and you're like, I don't know if this is really good or really bad or like good work or bad work. Mm-hmm. That's me a lot. <laughs> I hope it's good. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm excited about it. I tried to do more than I usually do. So hopefully, it, hopefully, it hopefully it was worth it. You know, I worked really hard on it. So I hope, hope that paid off. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hard
0: work is always appreciated.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, this week's episode of Get Offset is sponsored by Caroline Guitar Company. Uh, today, um, let's talk about the Hawaiian Pizza
0: <laughs> fuzz.
1: A, it's a really fun fuzz, like you can get that everything from that like really crunchy, nasty gated fuzz sound, which I really like a lot. But you know that that pedal also runs really well. Uh, it on really low gain settings. It's just such a, a diverse fuzz or gain or dirt pedal. So uh, check that one out. And I, also I think it's like,
0: proof that pineapple does indeed belong on your guitar. tone
1: One of the things I like is they do the really fun, like limited edition runs of that. Like I know there was the vegetarian yeah. pizza. There was the American version and like the Russian version of, of those around <laughs> like the 4th of July. So they have a lot of fun with that one. So that's something to keep.
0: I mean, Philippe's got just this like, Super cheeky kind of sense of humor that I just absolutely love. Totally, like totally. Everything's got like kind of a, a, it's like a, he doesn't take himself seriously, but it's got everything's like some form of a play on words or there's layers to it and it's just, it's thought out. It's enjoyable. Yeah. It's his personality showing through and I, I like seeing builders' personalities come out in their products.
1: Me too. Me too. Cool. Uh, Yeah, you want to talk about NAM? Because everyone, I think, was like planning on going Winter to Anaheim.
0: Nam. Winter, oh, Winter. Winter
1: Nam, more like Wait. June. January Nam,
0: June in Anaheim, because that's where I want to be in the middle of summer.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want, I don't, I gotta be honest, I don't want to really be in Nashville in the middle of summer either.
0: Oh, sure, but yeah, uh, I living in LA for uh, for like like five years or whatever ended up being. Um, summer's just, it's not fun. They're like,
1: I mean, I could probably knock a baseball park off of my, uh, my checklist. It's true. Yeah. Maybe two, maybe two. I've always wanted to go to, I'm a big fan of not like I've been, I should, nobody gives a shit how many baseball parks I've been to. Cause it hasn't been that many. I just would like to go to more. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so th- I don't think anybody expected that. I don't think anybody expected no. um, Nam to just instead of like I don't having like a winter Nam or I, it's like a summer Nam, but they're just moving it to June and it's going to be in Anaheim, which obviously means there's not going to be a summer Nam in Nashville, right? So it seems almost like there's not going to be seasonal, Nam,
0: Just an (laughs) annual. Or maybe it's just for one year until they feel like things have recovered.
1: Maybe, but but I mean, like... They haven't communicated
0: anything really outside of, this is when we're doing it next. There's no thought process. There's no... I would feel a lot more comfortable with it personally. If there was a, here's why we're doing this. Here's what the game plan is moving forward because... For yeah. people, especially people who are selling B2B, this is their networking event for the year.
2: Yeah.
0: Whereas they can still network outside of that. This is a great chance for people to build B2B business relationships. And if your business relies on that, you kind of want to be able to plan out a little farther in advance than just like the next year. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a miss. Uh, and then for the rest of it, it's just kind of confusing because um, I don't know about you. I've re- reached a stage of life where like I plan out most of like my traveling months in advance when I can.
1: Well, yeah, that's just, that is a lot of being an adult, especially for a lot of adults who have the jobs where they have to put in their vacation a year in advance, which is, yep. you know, a lot of people, but you know, Summer now, you know, I, I mean, again, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but there were some interesting choices as far as who didn't, did not decide to attend. Like, right. Fender did not attend. And Gibson did not attend, and those are those are two. Like, what's NAM without
0: Fender and Gibson?
1: And Gibson probably would never attend again because they had a Gibson showroom right down the street. Why would they attend? Like, right, they had a presence in minor. No, forms. they just
0: dumped. I am assuming millions of dollars into the showroom. Yeah, and yeah. that's going to be better than any booth they could put together at NAM.
1: Yeah, so there was a lot of empty emptiness there. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the people in charge just said it seems like two events isn't super viable if we cannot get Fender or Gibson into Nashville. Because there are other brands that have presences in Nashville that didn't attend. I mean, Eastwood Guitars has a showroom in Nashville and they did not attend, you know?
0: Right. I I do wonder how much of it is kind of that tension between like, business models of being b2b versus b2c and and for reaching customers and for brands like fender and gibson where their their b2b business contacts are well established and realistically people businesses are coming to them to try to become dealers not the other way around so there's not as much of a incentive for that in in a pandemic world uh Realistically, like that direct access to customers has kind of had the playing field level of that with more more people than ever shopping from home, as well yeah. as seeing the the highest fender uh, fender's highest selling year to date, uh, with a lot of that not being from in store sales. And so I yeah. wonder how much the pandemic has really changed the the mindset of companies who are forward looking rather than just sitting in a status quo of, of a business sales model.
1: Well, you know, and like Fender probably taking a lot of their budget and spending it in other places, spending it with more like artist representation, demo artists, sending a lot more gear, frankly, to people like me. I mean, I got mm-hmm. this Tone Master Super Reaver. I'm going to be using it in a lot more demos. They're sending me yep. uh, things that they're launching. They're sending me the paranormal the stuff in the paranormal series and uh, a lot of other people. The Accusa sonic thing, they just dropped that with a to a ton of people and people can people can make fun of that series but the reason they built a second plant for it is because they're selling yep you know
0: not gonna lie i'd play one they're fun yeah they're
1: really fun like my singer and sunday crush she i loaned her mine, and she likes it she plays it she has a lot of fun with it you know it's a really unique a tool to have in your arsenal and you know, I could talk about that for a while, but you know, if the brands aren't going to be at summer Nam, then there's probably just not a reason to have it. And if a big purpose of having Nam for a lot of brands, like kind of shifted from being in retail to press, and you don't really need that to get the press, like, if you have that more direct access to influencers, to publications, and yeah, you probably don't need to spend all that money on a booth at the same time, cheap. I at the same time, like i I know people who said that Summernam was their best Summernam ever in terms of sales and business because it was smaller, and because uh, they weren't so worried right. about getting press and because people who were just kind of like, enthusiasts who snuck in on their friends, you know, got an extra badge or whatever kind of thing, taking up their, their valuable time, yammering or whatever. Like I, I heard that from more than five people that it was their best nam ever. And I'm talking big brands.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I believe that I, I, I still think there's absolutely a place for B2B sales networking.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. And if that's, if it's about Nam getting kind of back to its roots in that regard, it's probably for the best, but it's probably going to require more than just reducing it to once a year and putting it in the summer. I'm curious as to why they changed the date. Is it?
0: I, I wonder. I wonder if. They've pushed back scheduling January so far that at this point it's kind of like, hey, if you book it now, we're close enough to where you can't say just kidding Delta variant and back out. I wonder if that's part of it.
1: I wonder if they're worried about rising cases just in general with the winter because that's what happened last year. Is it, what you're it, saying? Might be
0: easier, it might be easier yeah. for them to cancel, mm-hmm. get a deposit back, whatever it may be for next summer if they're booking now and then keeping an eye on things now uh, come February, March.
1: Well, I mean, and in general, like when people are cooped up inside, like in the winter, cases tend to to go up. So there maybe that. maybe that's maybe that's part of it.
0: Maybe they took needed to take an insurance policy out for the booking of the venue, and the insurance uh, policy could have kicked it back and said it's going to be way more expensive if you're booking for January based on the trends we're seeing.
1: Maybe I have no idea.
0: I I, I think I know.
1: I know it's going to be fucking impossible to get pandemic insurance for the rest of forever. Yeah. So yeah. Uh
0: well just expensive for uh, sure.
1: Impossible. I- I- impossible. Um impossible. <laughs> because it already exists. Uh the-, the the pandemic already exists and that's usually pandemic insurances for pandemics that cannot be predicted. Right. So when it already exists then you can't get that coverage.
0: Probably, I don't know. Uh I you're do. probably right.
1: I mean, I I am. I believe you. I I'm sorry. When 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 COVID started, I actually looked that up. Gotcha. Yeah. I looked that I looked that up to see like uh because I was curious. I'm like, "One actually uh like count like fairs with livestock are more likely to get pandemic coverage for the livestock and shit like that." Yeah, but basically, I remember looking it up last year and it was kind of uh, mostly for pandemics that didn't already exist right <laughs> yeah like it, it's hard to get It's you can't um it's kind of like a, it, it's a lot harder to get health it used to be like impossible to get health insurance for, for like pre-existing conditions
0: right yeah I'm just thinking of the layers of good cop bad cop and at what layer that that starts to become too much of a liability to book an event for January
1: well, I mean, I think that at this point, like most the insurance uh, is kind of based around like um when the city cancels stuff. Did you hear about Bonnaroo getting canceled?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Really? <laughs> it wasn't because of COVID. Wow. Even though there were rising cases, yeah. What happened was Hurricane Hurricane was it Ida or IRA?
0: First one, Ida.
1: Ida. Uh just f- dumped water all through the, the campgrounds and the the yeah. Bonnaroo grounds um mm. and just made it impossible basically flooded the entire festival grounds so they couldn't they couldn't have it basically decimated all of their camping so that reduced mm-hmm. their ability to have capacity pretty much immediately they were like if anybody wants a refund they can get it and then right. they were like they went through and they're like oh they we can't do it so they had to cancel the whole event, honestly, probably for the best, but probably. Uh, I feel so, so bad for the people who worked their asses off to try to have a safe, fun event. Like I I went right. to Bonnaroo like six years in a row, some of the best times of my life, dancing with Bootsy Collins, like at one of the tents, like, oh my God. So fun. Talk
0: about raining on a parade.
1: And then the vitriol, people, like, I know the ticket says rain or shine, but, like, and it sucks. It really sucks if you, like, spent a lot of money on gear and flights and took time off work. Like, it sucks, but, like, it's
0: mother nature. Mother nature,
1: you know? So, I mean, they... they, It's
0: not like you can just tarp over the campground to keep it from flooding out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you cannot buy enough kitty litter, like right you can't and you know it just was what a what a terrible and unfortunate situation so my heart is without my my heart's with everyone who uh, worked to try to put on that event and uh you know when that kind of thing happens please just be kind to the people who tried they really tried and you know they were as, as if not more disappointed than you that's their livelihood um and who knows what that means? For I don't like know. I I think
0: doxing him on Twitter is the right thing to do.
1: Oh God, Andrew, don't even joke <laughs> about that. Oh my God! You yeah, know, then they they did a little thing in Nashville. I think the Saturday or the Sunday night with um, uh-huh. some of the performers, including uh, definitely Phoebe Bridgers, I believe. Nice. Um, Brittany from Alabama Shakes and oh, one other artist. But uh, that's something. There's some article I meant to read that was kind of that cancellation really testing some of those some of those contracts for payment yep. and stuff because Yep. Some people are gonna have to get paid.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, money's gonna be lost on that, undoubtedly.
1: A lot. But that that's that's one where insurance probably will cover some of those losses because it's yep. just that's natural disaster insurance probably is a clause that they purchased. And just complete flooding of the fairgrounds.
0: It's got to count
1: because they've never had they've never had the festival this late in the year. Um, it's normally in the summer, so it's never been during hurricane season. No,
0: Mine's, It's one of uh, many larger events that I've heard of being completely botched in in recent memory.
1: Oh, don't say botched. Botched implies like poor planning.
0: Well. Okay, fair. So Bonnaroo was not botched. The other one I'm thinking of sounds like it was poorly planned. Go. Oh. Uh is the, the tame and paula concert at the gorge over the weekend.
1: Uh, Ingress, get your Ingress. So for those who, who aren't familiar, Ingress and Egress is mm-hmm. like the, the process of getting people in and out of an event. Yep. And it's one of the more like essential elements of crowd control.
0: So, my understanding loosely between a couple of friends who were there, one of them made it in, one of them didn't. Uh, and, uh, and this is a, it's
1: also a show that's been rescheduled multiple times. The Gorge yeah. is a, a beautiful venue in uh, central eastern Washington,
0: like just off the Columbia River.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, an outdoor amphitheater. Uh, where they've had festivals and stuff, just to give people a little bit of an understanding of it. So typically, people will like camp overnight and have yep a big fun party of a time.
0: And do a lot of psychedelics from my, from what I've been told. I've never yeah. been. I've never been. But I mean, it's a Tame and Paul concert. Who are you kidding? And so my en- I got a text from a buddy the other night, and he's like, I I I'm still f- uh, GPS is showing four point two miles away from the entrance gate. Just to the fairground and he got there he got to there at like six thirty and this was at nine thirty. He'd been sitting in his car for three hours and he was still several miles out from the gate, just in a line of cars. Oh
1: my god.
0: Ten 1030 that is when the band finally went on, but they like pushed back the band was Tame and Paul was supposed to go on at 8 30 originally.
1: They pushed back two hours and still people
0: Still people could not make it in.
1: <gasps> oh. but the
0: weird thing is the, the my buddy that was in there and then a friend of a friend that was also in there was saying the place was packed and they weren't uh, like they're were lo- looking at Twitter and they're really confused how there were still thousands of people outside because the place is completely packed and so now there's the as of the other night there's people wondering like did they oversell tickets well they always did...
1: oversell tickets by 10 to 15% for those kinds of things
0: I'm sure Right. I'm but... sure they yikes it just sounds like it was completely screwed up. It sounds like they also didn't book the fair or the campground part of it. And so there's like other people camping. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. We're just here to camp and just stuff like that. It's just like all reports and stuff I'm seeing coming through Twitter. And that's just so disappointing. Uh, it, It feels like the sort of thing that wouldn't have happened pre pandemic. And I don't know if people are just rusty, like, everybody's just trying to scrap this all together before Delta uh, cases get too far out of control and people have to actually start canceling things. I've seen a bunch of tours get canceled in the last week. I, I, I don't know what it is. That was really strange to see.
1: I mean, case, I mean, cases in Washington, like aren't getting that much worse, but in other places they kind of are still. Oh. I mean, Delta is kind of burning itself out in a lot of ways, but that doesn't mean it's getting better. Cases are very, right. very, very slowly going down in King County, like very slowly. Like out this, this spike is weirder than a lot of other ones, but yeah, that's really odd that, that it seems so packed, but still there were lots of people still waiting to get in. So if it was really oversold by accident, that would explain why Ingress was so, so messed up because they're like, how are there still cars? There's no more room. Right. Ooh. I was told that there was
0: definitely no room for parking. So.
1: Oh, did they, did you know, do you know if they sold parking separately? Uh,
0: I, I don't honestly know.
1: I feel like usually they do for those events. So if, if there wasn't enough like carpooling happening, that would explain that. Or like if people didn't know they were supposed to buy parking separately. I have no idea how those events work. I feel too old to go to the gorge for that kind of show.
0: (laughs) I'd like to go someday. I do too, Uh, but I've heard good things about it.
1: I'm not. Oh yeah. I mean, I just, it would just have to be the right show. Right. I'd see Elvis Costello at the gorge, but I usually don't have to. (laughs) He's not that big. He's not big enough. I don't think.
0: you did play Paramount. Paramount's not the gorge. No, but it's, it's a nice it's a nice venue.
1: Yes, we were all there together. Good times. Yeah, I took with my mom. I
0: just feel like the the whole vibe around live music right now feels so strange.
1: It does. Uh, I think and I think people are trying to get back into the swing and the vibe and kind of forgetting like little basic things about how to be human.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Um mm. so you know that's that's kind of part of it.
0: I had a friend go to a metal show in Seattle the other night, and I don't remember which venue it was, but I guess like the opener band straight up didn't show up. <laughs> Just stuff like that.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? show?
0: I'd have to ask him. I honestly don't remember.
1: Was it like, what kind of venue? Do you remember like what kind of show? Was a basement it like a
0: show? something. It might be like most or something. I don't know. I think it was in Capitol.
1: Bar- like Barboza show?
0: Maybe. Hmm. I just maybe. got to kick out of it because I'm, I'm like, wait, so opener gets a gig. Like there's limited gigs right now. So the bands that are out there like trying, I, I presume, are just all trying to land the, the available openings.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. And
0: you just straight up don't show up. Like, I think the only thing that like would make that better is if they tested for COVID and didn't well, show up to the venue.
1: Well, maybe they, maybe somebody got, maybe somebody tested positive and they just couldn't find a replacement that fast. That's likely. I feel like that happened. that happened that uh, happened the same night that we played. There was a, our friends had a show in white center and their opening band. someone hits a positive and they couldn't find a replacement fast enough. That it's happens. Like, yep. <clears throat> and that's so I felt bad for them. Um, yeah. Another band I felt really bad for is uh, I don't want to name names on this one. So I'm not going to name names on either side, but this was kind of one that went through Indie Rock Twitter this week. And I was really surprised to see it, but it was a great example of why bands should, um, you should always find management that you trust. But even if you trust your manager, you should always make sure that you hold them accountable by staying CC'd on things as often as possible, following up on things as often as possible, and not completely trusting your manager. Because this band uh, was called out by an artist, a designer that they had hired at one point uh, to do album artwork. They decided to not use the album artwork. Um, Seeing the artwork, I thought it was quite good artwork for like a show poster. But I I tended to agree that um, I would not have wanted it to be the album artwork either. I feel like the album artwork they did go forward with was better and made more sense for the album. Um, but then the artist didn't get paid the full rate. They got, um, a 50% quote kill fee. For those of you who don't know what the kill fee is. Um, it's a fee that says, we know you did the work, but we're not going to use the work. Um, here is an amount of money to justify that you did the work and that you cannot sell the work elsewhere. I've gotten mm-hmm. it for writing projects more than once. Uh, sometimes I've gotten it for pitches. <laughs> I've gotten it for pitches that I've sent where they were like, we don't want you to write that, but we don't want you to write for anyone else either. Here's a kill fee. <laughs> uh, and, and just like the, the one or two times that's happened, it was usually when the, um actually the, the last time that happened was they're like, oh yes, please write that. Or they didn't get back to me to approve it. And then they were like, oh shoot, we did want you to write that. Obviously now it's not a timely article since we kind of messed up and didn't let you pitch it elsewhere. Uh, how about we just send you a kill fee for it? And I was like, Oh sweet. I got Not paid kind. for an idea. Yeah. It was a very kind thing to do. Um, so this artist um, called out the band and then boy, did people come for this band? Uh, people- right. Cause no one's going
0: to tag the manager. They're going to go for the band.
1: Yeah. Even though it's like the, I think the band is big enough that the person who's in charge of this is typically going to be the manager. Um, because at that point you're not like Venmoing somebody from your band account, your manager is yep. kind of handling that. So the band made a statement that they had become aware of it. They were working on it. And by all means, they very quickly dealt with this. And another artist also came forward that they had a similar experience with the band's management. Well, quote, mm-hmm. they said, I don't know if it's the band or the management, but this happened to me too. In which case that tells me it's the management because if it was the band, you would know. Right. So, uh, it was a really must have been a really bad day for that band, and a really the next day was probably a really bad day for the management. Yep. I actually talked to one of the artists, and I talked to the band. It sounds like everything got cleared up really quickly, but man, that was a tough lesson to learn for that band. Um, right. Artists deserve to get paid in stop, and they yep. deserve to get paid quickly. Uh, it's full if. You know, ultimately, it doesn't really matter whose fault it was. I'm glad the artist got paid. Um, people can stop attacking the band, though. I'm glad that whatever happened made the artist get paid. But, uh, you know, it's never okay to just... it's. And one of the artists said something that really stuck with me is that people were faster to bully this little indie band on Twitter than these big corporations that owe her ten times the amount of money. Yeah. Which, you know, makes a lot it's easier of sense. to pick
0: on the little guy. Let's be honest.
1: It is. It's a lot easier. So, you know, the artist, you know, the first artist, yeah. I wish that artist would go back and like respond to the people who were continuing, would have responded to people who, who were continuing to like shout at this band after sure. everything got resolved. She did create a separate tweet. I basically said she's still a huge fan of the band, that she's being flown out to see them at their next show, that she had actually just like the week before bought their record and really likes it. And st- like basically, that she still likes the band. Right. She just was really frustrated in that moment and made that tweet. And, you know, I'm glad she got paid. That's the most important thing that yep. you get paid. Um, dollar, so, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. So it really does sound like it was this big mess with the management and whether or not it was on purpose, it happened.
0: CC existed for a reason.
1: Yeah. So I saw another artist say, and this is why I make my management CC me on every single email, even though it makes my inbox a mess. Um, like this is your name that's being managed. This yep. is your reputation. And in this industry, your reputation is everything. Right. So, well, you you know, you want to be on top of it and you want to be um, a part of it. <laughs> you, you want to know how you're being uh, represented and like literally and figuratively, you know.
0: Right. And, and the nice thing, though, is if you're just CC'd on an email, then you're you're just reading for visibility. There's no action items that go with that unless there's like a huge red flag that needs to be addressed. But for the most part, you're just keeping up to date. It's much easier to read through a handful of emails a day. Yeah. That's that's going to take you less time than scrolling through Instagram and my or Twitter or whatever mindlessly for 15 minutes. Yeah, it's very doable if you prioritize it. Um, yeah, to a certain volume, I I think that's. It's way less intimidating to think of it in terms of you're just reading for visibility versus I'm reading and I might have to respond to things.
1: Yeah. Just, just for visibility. Cause then you'll see things like pop up. Like if the artists had been like following up on payment for the third time, why haven't yep. you paid me? Or you can see when, if somebody is like saying stuff, like trying, like negotiating the, their rate down by half, like that's, not cool. And I'll say, like, th- this artwork that this person put out was easily worth twice what the original fee was. And I, I'm i not super chill with how little they got paid in the first place. So, you know, y- you live and you learn. And uh, th- there are things like... Sometimes you never... When you, when you do an art for a DIY or indie artist, y- you never know how big the album is going to do uh, again or how well it's going to do like the the family of the at nirvana nevermind album cover they were paid 200 bucks for that picture (laughs) yep (laughs) you know Uh, back
0: in the 90s
1: yeah you know that's like that's like 300 in today's money (laughs) maybe 250 bucks probably um
0: I, i don't have a running inflation calculator in my head
1: yeah. But when somebody's like gives gives you a painting and they were essentially paid like ten bucks an hour for the work that they put into it minus supplies, like that's not yep. enough money for an original nope. painting. So like just artists, like we are artists and we want to be paid for our work, as musicians. Uh we need to make sure that we are giving graphic designers the same amount of respect that we're demanding for our own work. Yep. I'm gonna say the same for writers, like content. Dip, 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 dip. That's like clacking on a keyboard. Like uh Bruce Almighty. Uh, <laughs> kind of or that cat gif. Um yeah. Yep. Thing. Uh we need to make sure that one, we are respecting our own time and demanding rates that are fair. So we're not working for free or cheap, or rates that will hurt everyone else in our industry. And two, we're showing people other creators the same respect. We're not yep. asking to work for rates that are offensive to other people in their industry. You know, <laughs> like don't ask me, don't ask me to write a 300 word blog post for 25 bucks. I'm not going to do it. It's offensive. Yep. Nobody has me to do that in a very long time.
0: Well, I felt that I had a, a, so I went through uh, negotiating some artwork with uh, an artist I've partnered with for, for Fox Cairo and, they're like, well, what, what do you want to pay me? I'm like, I don't know what your rates are. I, I don't know where to begin with. Yeah. I, and I, I'm scared I'm going to lowball you here because the work that you do is so great. Yeah, I just don't have a frame of reference. Can you help me out here? And so we were able to talk back and forth. That conversation was based out of a I want to respect the work that you do and yeah. the rates and make sure that you're being paid fairly. Tell and me that's what a, your
1: rates are, right?
0: I think that's a much more. I think going into it with that mindset rather than how can I get this for as cheap is absolutely possible.
1: Yeah, what's fair? Because I'm just completely ignorant about what design rates are too.
0: Yeah. They are. So I just uh, and, and different ask, like, designers charge rates? different things.
1: And frankly, like, and I'll tell people, like, if I can't afford you, then I can't afford you. Yep. You know? and And that's not me trying to then negotiate a lower price. That's just me saying, like, good for you for what your rate is. I can't yes. afford that. So. Uh, again, good for you.
0: <laughs> People are it's willing like, to pay that. Cool.
1: Yeah, it's like I can't afford everything I want in this world. Yep. Like I can't afford like the nice, the nice Volvo that I want. You know, so I don't. That's why I don't own that Volvo. You know, I I can't afford the house that I want, so I don't own that house. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna go up and be like, well, you know, you should give it to me. You should give it to me for what I can afford it for because that's stupid. I would. It wouldn't work. It doesn't work for a house. It shouldn't work for graphic design work or music work or copy editing.
0: Go to Midwestern Midwestern gas station. You're like, hey, the, uh, the gas prices being over four dollars a gallon, or are, are, uh, are pretty offensive, eh? Why don't we? Uh-
1: <laughs> you should do it for the love of selling gasoline. Right. <laughs> do it for the love of petrol. You just everyone's in everyone's in petrol for the money these days. It's it's so. It's such a shame. Nobody just sells petrol for the love of it.
0: Right. So,
1: what Didn't a even offer
0: thing. to pump my petrol for me.
1: Damn. Man. Heartless.
0: Just in it for the money, aren't they?
1: Petrol has gone to pots. <laughs> Should that be our next shirt? Petrol has gone to pot. It's dumbest <laughs> shirt. Dumbest shirt. And, and you thought our Schemantix shirt available at com slash shop was stupid.
0: I did not thank you. I thought it was brilliant. But well, you
1: made it, so thank you. Yes. I think uh, it's funny. I wish people would buy it. I, I wish agree. people would subscribe to our Patreon because we're only $5 away from our goal.
0: Oh, yeah. And the, the goal will be recorded on these. This is part of my procrastination Ooh. process is I'm going to record. Those, are, I, I, those
1: I, are the the grinders for those who are listening.
0: The high up humbuckers? Yeah. Oh, there's absolutely like a level of like, oh, I'll get to this, but when I have the right equipment. procrastinating a little bit so i yeah you know
1: (sighs) cool well that's all i've got to talk about today and i feel like that's been enough talking for today (laughs)
0: um oh uh the other thing the only other thing that's completely unrelated is uh shout out to steve from from blues clues i've got such a complicated relationship with blues clues
1: (laughs) i was a little old for blues clues i still watched it a little bit but i was like teetering I was really so the, teetering.
0: So like I, all of my friends my age are like, Steve left me. And when I was a kid, I'm like, I, I don't know. I guess this is kind of fair. I'm used to this by now. Uh, because I lived in the UK when I was a little kid and they had a different blues clues host. It's a dude named Kevin. And so I was used to Kevin. And then like, I remember leaving the UK and coming back uh, to the US i S I'm like, Oh, this is a different guy for blues clues. And like a couple years later that dude left. I'm like, well, I mean, this is just life now. Um, it was like, it's fair payback for me leaving Kevin. And yeah, so that's, that, that's definitely strange. I've definitely got a very different, like ever, like all of my other friends are like, you're traumatized by Steve went to go get a pack of cigarettes and never came back like that kind of a dynamic and, um, just completely blindsided by the, the disappearing father figure. And uh, I yeah. I kind of just have this weird I don't know. Either way, it made me cry. Uh, can't lie about that part. It was such like, a heartwarming uh, video.
1: Did you watch Mad Men? I forget. No. Okay. Well, I saw one today where it's Steve from Blue's Clues saying, "I never forgot you," and it's Don Draper from the elevator scene in Mad Men with um. Oh gosh, with one of the, with one of those copywriters. Uh. And uh, it's from that scene where the copywriter says something like, "I feel sorry for you. I feel bad for you, whatever." And then Don mm-hmm. Draper looks at him and, and says, "I don't think about you at all." So it's Steve from Blue's Clues saying, <laughs> "I never forgot. I never stopped thinking about you." then he's
0: saying, saying, "I never thought about you at all." I never
1: think. Ab- I don't think about you at all.
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: <that's> up. <laughs> and that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good.
0: Uh, I kind of want to put together, like, a like it, I'm probably so far behind on this. It's no longer relevant. But the thought crossed my mind of, like, having, like, this, like, Stephen Blue's clues being, like, I never forgot you. And then, like, but pasting over, like, the dad from Ricky Bobby onto that. Because, like, he comes back into to Ricky oh. Bobby's life once he becomes a famous right, 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 NASCAR right. driver. I, there's so many variations on that.
1: <sighs> that reminds me of this week's Ted Lasso. Whew.
0: Have not seen any of the second season yet. I don't know if I will, but I would like to retain the no spoilers oh. for as long as I can.
1: Well, you better start, dude, because it's good. I harder. should probably,
0: because now I'm a soccer coach too, so there's also that. And I need inspiration.
1: Football is life.
0: Football is life. <laughs> yeah. Indeed.
1: All right. Well, that's all I've got. I've got uh lots more to do today.
0: Yeah. Uh I was supposed to have this computer running by like Thursday, so I could catch up on things and start migrating files. And it's finally like rock, rocking and rolling by Sunday afternoon, and that's directly tied into like eight of my other projects. So I am very behind. But so be it. Yeah,
1: I feel not behind. I just feel a little. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't feel behind. I feel like, um, I mean, I got some stuff. I got some stuff ahead of me to work on. And I'm really excited, excited to have some some new stuff to work on. It was kind of a slow July and slow July and August, but you know, I got my. I like that. I really like that super reverb. I know you're jealous.
0: I am a little bit. If you ever want to trade, nope, for a smaller amp,
1: no. Sorry, uh, but
0: also, if you wanted to borrow the amp back to do a, a shoot outside by side, if that would be helpful, you're more than welcome to.
1: That sounds like a lot of work.
0: Yeah. No, maybe I don't mind either way. Maybe I won't take it personally. Take it personally man,
1: don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. All right. Well, uh, th- thank you out there. Please uh, like, comment, subscribe below. Check us out on Patreon.com/slash Get Offset. Check out our merch at GetOffsetPodcast.com/slash Shop. Uh, thanks for watching.
0: Thanks for understanding.
1: Until next time, my name is Emily.
0: My name is Andrew.
1: Goodbye. One, two,
0: <laughs> Bye.